If it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Hello, pet lovers, and welcome to Pet Lover Geek. Today's show is all about the zoo. Super Zoo, that is. Super Zoo is a huge annual trade show. In fact, they say it's the biggest one that happens. And it happens every year in Las Vegas in the summer. Because, hey, who doesn't want to go to the desert in the middle of the summer? But all joking aside, Super Zoo really is an awesome event. Uh, I love going every year. It is filled to the gills with really cool pet products, ranging from the mundane to the magnificent to the, oh my God, what is that? And to kind of give you an idea of the scope of this thing, first, it's held in the Mandalay Bay, and it's a maze of booths and aisles that, that literally I've gotten lost in. It had over 1,200 booths this year, thousands and thousands of product, including 630 designated new products that hit the market this summer. And there were over 9,500 buyers and thousands of other visitors and press. The show pulls in an average of 17,000 attendees total. So it's a massive show. It's three days long. So the Pet Lover Geek team attended the show a few weeks ago. And as we always do after one of these big events, we want to give you the scoop on all we dug up at the show. So to help me recap the zoo today are two people that need no introduction, but I'm going to introduce them to you anyway. First is Tom Arnold. He is the CEO and founder of Pet Hub. He's the sponsor of this show. He was also my trusted ca- cameraman on the floor at Super Zoo. And then we also have with us today Amy Tokik. She is the editor and all things possum for PetGuide.com. And I'm really excited to have them both helping me today. Welcome to the show, Amy and Tom. Thank Thanks, you. Lauren. Hi. Great to be here. Okay, let's jump on in and quickly run through some of the themes that we see at the show. Because every year we go to this one or Global Pet, the one that happens at the beginning of the year. And we see that there's there are trends du jour uh, that are out there. And I would love for the two of you to kind of chime in and, and see what stood out to you as a, as a trend, whether it be a new trend or a continuing thing from the past. So, Amy, I'll let you go first. What things really stood out to you? Well, you know me and I love my techie stuff. Uh, what I really liked this year was that they had a whole like tech showcase. So you could go to like one place and all the new tech stuff or most of the new tech stuff was right in right beside the new product showcase. Um, so I really like that they did that. And most of my picks are from um, that showcase. So I really like the, the, I, the robots, of course, um, there was a new one and it's so cute because it follows your pet around. I talked yeah. about it briefly from at the, when we had our, when we went to Florida, but this time they're actually ready for distribution. So it's called the iPet robot and it's on tires. So you can actually follow your pet around. It's a treat cam on wheels basically. And it does all the stuff that your treat cam does, except that this one just you can follow your pet around via your an app on your phone. Don't love it. That was one of my favorites. Awesome. And I, we're going to talk a lot more about the tech in, in particular. And I know you have a lot to talk about there. So I'm excited to hear what you see, uh, what you else you had to share with that. Tom, were there any trends that stood out to you at the show? Well, Amy just took a couple of my answers, but that's okay. Yeah, there was. Um, I mean, not necessarily. Um, uh, electronic stuff. I mean, like medical, for example, I saw a ton of, ton of hemp-based products. Um, like, for example, it seems like everyone has hemp-enhanced, infused, injected treats, lotions, and drops. And, you know, it, it seemed like it was a little wild, wild west. Um, and that for the moment, I'm sure it will shake out over the time because there's no regulation over what quality is, like CBD levels and other ingredients and all that. But anyway, that was one thing that stuck out. The robots, I thought that was cool. It's kind of a new spin on the remote playing with your pet, whether it's video, audio, or treats, but now you can, like Amy said, follow them around. Um, connected pets, um, it's, they're finally starting to create um, this, this connectivity of things where it's kind of uh, an, an ecosystem, I guess, where you've got um, things uh, like the feeders and the activity and the beds, and they're all starting to connect a little bit. So I thought that was cool. And then on a nutrition technical side of things, the alternative protein like crickets, um, fish skins from fish that are nuisance or invasive breeds, things like that. I thought I continue to see a lot of that stuff. So thank you, Tom, for stealing every single one of the things that I was going to talk about. Uh, but I'll just I'll just kind of chime in here. You know, 
if I am being like brutally frank, I think it was a lot of the same that I saw at Global. And I kept hoping to be wowed and I really wasn't. Now, there was a lot of cool stuff there and there were definitely improvements over a lot of things that I saw at Global, but it wasn't anything that I was like, oh my God, about. And and I, you know, so there, there's that. Uh, CBD, like you said, Tom, hemp products everywhere. It's really is the wild, wild west. And I don't know how to differentiate from any of those things yet because literally we talked to I think three or four different ones that they all of course say that they're the best and they all say that the other guys are, are not and so it's, it's kind of like going with your gut uh, a lot of connected IOT stuff uh, internet of things stuff that is coming and I'm, I thought that was really cool and that was probably the newest freshest stuff as far as I was concerned and I did love that pet tech section I thought it was really cool although it was kind of sparse frankly uh, I thought there could have been more and I was disappointed that there were some things that I just found by happy stance out on the floor. And I was like, oh, you guys should have been over at that pet tech section. And then maybe they couldn't afford it or what have you. But uh, I, I love the idea and I'd like to see more of that. And I guess one thing that you two did not mention that I think is probably a grooming is the focus at um, SuperZoo rather than Global anyway is the grooming products. And I saw like four or five big, huge self-grooming things for retailers to bring in and stuff like that. So it was just like, there were dog washes everywhere I'd seen there, uh, which was just kind of, it was fun. Um, Because of course, they're bringing dogs in to do those demos. And I love being able to see pups when I'm away from home. And then just, you know, the thing in treats and foods was, it's a lot of what we've already seen, right? Organics, raw, limited ingredients, targeted nutrition. So much of it is based on, it feels like a year or two after what the newest, biggest, baddest thing was in human food it's trickling down to pet food. So I was just kind of, again, I was uh, saw that. And that, like Tom mentioned, really cool to see the alternative and sustainable protein sources out there. You know, you've got Jiminy Cricket's um, treats and you have Scout and Zoe's that's doing the invasive species stuff. And I thought that was really, really, really awesome. Okay, so let's dig deeper in a couple of the trends that we mentioned because we did mention a couple of trends. And of course, I want to start with technology because it's the greatest of geekiness that we saw there. And uh, I'm going to let Tom start off on that because Tom, you're honestly, the biggest nerd on today's show as a computer scientist by trade. So tell us, what products caught your eye? That's like a badge of honor. So I, I appreciate that that uh, that moniker. So thank you for that. Um, well, like you, like you said, IoT, Internet of Things. Um, I like WAGS, W-A-G-Z.com. These guys are starting to kind of pull everything together. They're focusing on hydration. Is the is the pet getting enough water, the nutrition, these feeder bowls and things like that? I liked how they also have these things that emit noise or, or an alarm of some kind if the animal's getting up onto a couch or, or a place they're not supposed to be. Everybody's doing the activity and location tracking stuff, and these guys are no exception and then uh, the remote doors so that they can actually get out of the house if they need to go out, but the door doesn't open for like a raccoon, that kind of thing. So things like that. And I think, aren't they doing like the pet cube kind of thing too, where they can actually do, I don't remember if they're doing the laser thing or not, but if they're not. Yeah, they have a, that smart feeder that is the interactive thing. Right, there you go. And so they can, you know, you can send a little treat to your pet and all of that. So anyway, that was Wags. I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, how they're pulling all of that stuff together. Yeah, I'd like to chime in just for a second if I could, because it's it, one of the things that I thought I think is neat about WAGs and the way they're approaching it. First of all, a lot of their stuff isn't even out yet, but they've basically put the stake in the ground and they said, hey, we're going to do this. We're putting all this out there. And this is, you know, hey, follow us because we're going to lead this this uh, interconnectedness of pet. And I think that that's really cool. Uh, and then they're just really cool, awesome people. So I, I uh, interrupted you. Please continue. No, that's fine. I mean, it's kind of it's it's like the connected home. I mean, except for pets, you know how they have. Oh, well, let's connect your alarm system to your phone and your lights and your remote cameras and all that stuff. And so, it's the same concept. They're just uh, repurposing it for pets, which is awesome. The other one that uh, I didn't see a booth for them, but I think but they were definitely in the the uh, tech section that Amy mentioned and that you mentioned. Actajoy, a c t i j o y dot com. They have a health and activity tracker, yet another one on the market, but they are also having that interact with their food and water bowl. So you can actually track how much water your pup or cat is consuming and how much food and how often and things like that. And I thought this was really creative. The way they did this was that when the pet comes in toward the water bowl, it's also acting as a Wi-Fi 
not a hot spot, but more of a bridge so that it can take that opportunity to download the data from that activity tracker that your pet is wearing. And then, of course, you've got the mobile app, so you can jump on any time and see what the latest stat is. It's, it's kind of the whole Fitbit thing, but also tracking water intake. So I, I think that's neat, but a lot of people kind of picking up where Whistle uh, started and... Taking it much farther. Yeah, taking it another, to another level. Yeah. There was also, and I, I would like for you to chime in on these, and I don't, you don't have to go deeply into it, but you know, you're in the lost pet space, and you mentioned that WAGS has uh, you know, a, a, a GPS collar part of it, uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's on the high end of the cost there, but there were a couple, um, as there have been for the last few times that we've been to these shows, Bluetooth collar devices that are out there for lost pets. It, could you talk a little bit to those? Yeah, sure. Um, Paw Scout, uh, they've been around for a little bit, but um, what they do is when your pet goes missing, as it runs past other people with the Paw Scout mobile app, it reports through that app up to the cloud so that you can go and see, oh, here's the path my pet is taking. Same with Dot Pet. It's like they're basically kind of doing the exact same thing. It's similar to something that Pet Hub was doing with a product called Signal years ago. But the problem is you have to have built that community where you have, you know, thousands of people using the app because otherwise, you know, if you're in a town and your pet goes running past a bunch of people's smartphones, if they don't have their special app downloaded, it's not going to provide any value. It's not going to see it. But they always kind of gloss over that kind of stuff. So I love the concept. I love the idea. But I think they've got a lot of critical mass they need to build. And so it'll be interesting to watch how these guys do. Bluetooth has also kind of got this weird issue with reliability of it dropping in and out and things like that. So that's kind of where they are. But anyway, Paw, Paw Scout is P-A-W-S-C-O-U-T.com in case you want to check them out. And then DotPet is D-O-T-T-P-E-T.com. Yeah, they, they were another one. They did a couple of different things that all connected together, but it's the same type of concept. And, you know, I've been a little critical of those things in the past. So, but I do, like you said, I love the concept. I just think you know, we're not at that critical mass yet. Now, now, Amy, uh, I'd love to let you riff on a couple of things here. Go ahead and chime on in. What were your favorite geeky tech products that you saw at the show? The, the iRobot, the iPad robot is my favorite thing in the world. And I can't wait to get one. Um, they promised to send me one. So I will test it out and be able to give you my unbiased review. I just can't wait to chase the dogs around with this treat uh, cam on wheels. Oh, poor Oscar. I see it now. <laughs> Just shooting treats at him like a little treat cannon. Yeah, like pew pew. And I'm pretty sure that Zed will knock it off of its um, off of its wheels. So I kind of want to see how it goes, how hard it is to knock over. Because I'm pretty sure dogs will do it because I'll think it's a toy. So uh, I hope it's really durable. It looked durable, and it was so cool because it's the app. It comes with all these games and special effects that you can play with your dog with it. I'm really looking forward to trying that out. Another cool thing I like because my dogs have horrible breath is the Mira Pet Toothbrush. And it's the first electrical toothbrush that I've ever seen for pets. It's shaped like a triangle, so it gets both the front and the back of the teeth. Of course, you know, if your dogs aren't used to a toothbrush, you might have a little bit of an issue using this, especially if they're a little bit finicky about loud noises or any kind of noises or buzzing so that's another one i'd love to test out i want one of those by the way they look super cool yeah they do um i'm surprised i haven't seen one before so i'd really like to get my hands on one thing that isn't dog related is the qb aquarium and i'm really getting into the aquarium space especially for offices I just think they brighten up a space and the QB aquarium is just this modern, ultra modern looking aquarium that fits perfectly into an office space. With all the LED light, you know, you can program the lighting for what time of day, depending on the fish or the plants you have in it. So I really like that. Uh, Petable. So this is kind of where I'm going to tag on to Tom's the, the internet of things. It's a smart bowl and a tag. So they're both smart and they go together and it lets you track what your dog is eating, what they're doing. It captures all of their movements. It just, they sync the bowl with the tag and it, you basically, it's like you're your pet stalker. 
So I really like stalking my dog. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. And, and then the, the last thing I'd like to touch on is the Sonic Guard from Tickless. So what this is, it's from Europe. And it's the it's like a Sonic, it's called like the Sonic Guard Mini and Sonic Guard Hat. So they use um, like a Sonic Pulse and there's no chemicals involved. So I would really like to try that out as well. Yeah. So if I, listening, yeah. please send. Yeah, that would look really cool. And I, again, I, you know, I, the fewer chemicals I have to expose my animals to, the better. And so the more that we can use high tech stuff that isn't going to also harm the pet, the better. I think it's awesome. Now we are running out of time on this particular segment, but I still have two things that I want to share from the geeky tech stuff. So as soon as we come back, pet lover geeks, we will talk about those two things. And then we're going to move into some less techie stuff, but hang out just a couple minutes of, of some messages from voice America. And we will be right back on pet lover geek brought to you by pet hub. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Is email an important part of your business? It is for us. That's why Voice America partners with MailJet. MailJet lets us create impactful newsletters and deliver them right to the inbox fast. Microsoft, MIT, and Avis trust MailJet for their emailing, and so should you. Go to MailJet.com and use the promo code VOICEAMERICA to start emailing for free today. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. We're back on Pet Lover Geek, and we are talking about Super Zoo. I have Amy Tokik from Pet Guide and Tom Arnold from Pet Hub with me. And we were just chatting about all of the fabulous geeky tech things that were at Super Zoo this year. And we didn't quite finish up, so we're going to wrap that up. And Tom mentioned in the break, hey, there was a robot that Amy didn't mention that I'd like to talk about. So, Tom, why don't you go ahead and chat about that? This is cool. It's from Dogness Group, D-O-G-N-E-S-S-G-R-O-U-P.com. They have a mini treat robot, which it's not not a motionary one it's a motionary it's not a moving one but uh, and then there's another one that actually has wheels where you can you know do what amy was saying where you can chase your pet around and torment it but uh, unfortunately they didn't seem to have an operating model at the show which was unfortunate but it looks pretty cool so Something to check out. They also do some other things. They've got a smart fountain and they've got a treat dispenser and they've got a smart feeder. So they're doing a lot of that kind of stuff too. But I'm hoping next year maybe they'll have a drone. (laughs) Forget wheels. Let's do a drone. Keep keep that thought, Tom, because I actually have an entire little bit at the end of the show that I'm saving. So keep that thought about what you want to see next year. Uh, I can't wait to hear more about that. So there were two products at the show that were geeky that I want to chat about. And so one of them, it's another Internet of Things thing, and it's called Petrix. And when you first look at it, it when you go to the booth, it's, it's, it's a pet bed. You're like, oh, a pet bed. But, oh, there's so much more to that pet bed. And it's really cool. It's it, like a lot of the activity trackers. It is addressing a huge problem that we have right now with our companion animals, which is obesity, which leads to diabetes and a slew of other health problems. So 
The Petrix solution is an integrated system of health and nutrition app that you can do on your smartphone, a bed, and then a collar attachment. And so this bed actually has a scale in it that, that can help you monitor your pet's weight, which I think is really awesome. Then it can compare it to what their activity has been. And I I imagine that they have a a bowl ready to go soon to bring all of that together. If they were smart, that they would definitely be doing that. But the bed also has, it can heat and cool. You can like preset it for whatever uh, the pet's needs are. You know, if you have a pet maybe that has arthritis or something and needs a little bit of a warm bed to keep from getting stiff, or if it's in the middle of summer and you want to have a cooling bed, it was really neat just how many different things were in this bed that was still like a really comfortable, nice looking pet bed. So I thought that was a really nifty you got product. a nice video about that too, by the way, up on your Facebook page. Thank you for the plug, uh, sir. And actually, you were the cameraman for that fabulous video. Uh, definitely, I have a lot of videos from a lot of these products actually that we've mentioned up on my Facebook page. So you should definitely go sh- check those out. But I really love that. And speaking of arthritis and soothing animals that maybe need a little bit of extra help, the other product that I thought was cool, and it was frankly one of the first times, it was I've never seen anything like this before at Super Zoo, so I thought it was really neat, was called the Luma Soothe. And it is light therapy for pets. It's a little handheld thing. And, you know, it's just like the light therapy that they get at the vet. I actually just have been doing quite a bit of extra therapy with Penny because of an injury that she's recovering from. And they've done two treatments of laser therapy and light therapy when we go into the vet. And it's $45 each time she gets this therapy done. And But if I had this device, which is, I'll be at $150, I could be giving her these treatments on a daily basis, on a regular basis, which would actually help her even more. I thought it was really cool. Looked like it was very easy to use. You know, I'm always a little bit skeptical of these type of things. But when I look at it and I look at the science that's behind it, I thought it was really cool. I do have to say I was a little bit disappointed that not a single high-tech product, one new product showcase, any recognition at all. I was like, eh. That's, that's, that's frustrating. But keep going, all of you geeks out there. Uh, keep going because we need to bring more of this into the pet industry, into the modern age that we have here. Okay, so let's move over to less techie products that we found out there that were still really super innovative and creative and fun. So, Amy, I'm going to let you start this one. What favorites do you have? Well, I found it was it's called the Aquapur. And um, it's actually available in stores now. But if you, it's, it's for cats. And if you have a cat that won't drink out of a bowl or has whisker sensitivity, this is great. So there are some cats that like to like just drink out of the faucet, the dripping water. So this mimics dripping water. And it provides your cat with fresh, lickable water any time of the day. It's motion, it's motion activated. So when your cat jumps up onto the counter and passes in front of the aquapur, it triggers it and your cat gets fresh water straight from the faucet. How cool is that? It is very cool. I thought it was a really cool thing. And I, and, and Tom actually is a, not a connoisseur of of water fountains, but I know his cat, he's been searching for water fountains that the cats will actually drink. (laughs) Yeah, I had one that actually didn't seem to ever want to drink unless I was cupping my hand underneath the faucet and he was drinking out of it. Yeah, Aquapur really targets a smaller cat population that only drinks from the faucet, but really keeps them hydrated, which is really important throughout a cat's life. Absolutely, especially with kidney disease and everything like that and how difficult that can be for sure. What else you got on your list? Okay, I really like this. And a lot of people didn't see it, but I actually got to talk to the maker of it. And it's the, the Biocom Pet Home Waste Compa- uh, Composter. So it's like your composter in your garden, but this one composts poop. How cool is that? I love this because you just put your dog poop into the composter. It's made from a durable, recyclable, lightweight, and energy-efficient material. So it helps keep the heat in the unit. And so the internal temperature gets up to 160 degrees Fahrenheit. So you put your dog poop in, you leave it in for two weeks, and then at the end of the two weeks, you have a fresh compost to put in your garden. That so is for awesome. all that dog poop in your yard, I think this, if made on a large scale in parks, could really could really cut down on a lot of the pet waste. And just it's all about reusing and recycling. I see so much pet poop everywhere. And if we had more of these units 
just even on dog walks, I think that more people would be would have less of a, an excuse to leave their dog poop behind. I, I think that's brilliant, Amy. You should actually charge somebody for that idea that you just came up with about the dog park thing. And I, I, I really, I was bummed that I didn't see this because you talked about it after the show. And I thought, well, how did I miss that? Because that is so up my alley. But, and I'm excited, too, because you know, dog poop is one of those things that they tell you not to put in your traditional composter. And it's always been so frustrating for me. So right. I'm excited that this, pro- this like, that's a great find. Great find. I'm really excited. Check it out. All right. What else? Yeah. Okay. So I am a, I'm a huge fan of Sleepy Pod. And they came out with a new travel set, and it's it's for humans. It's across the body. It looks like a across the body purse, but it has all of these little components in it that let you store dog food, um, water, and it just looks like a purse. I really like it. It's a little bit on the expensive side, but that being said, sleep pod stuff lasts for like generations. So it's money well spent. comes in four cool colors. I, myself, am getting the silver one. So I'm very excited to try that out. I love, I too love Sleepy Pod. They have such great design. I know, they're so pretty. I also like the Soggy Dog phone holder. So this is a part of the leash right at the handle. And you can put your cell phone in it. I always bring my cell phone everywhere, of course, just like everybody else. And it Firmly hold your cell phone in place while you're walking, um, mm. so you can check your texts while you walk your dog. Um, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it was again one of the smaller booths. Yeah, I miss this one too. But and I am so surprised that nobody else has come out with this yet. So good on Soggy Doggy for getting that done. Because yeah, it, dealing with the phone is is tough. Everybody Don't worry, next year you'll see it. Everybody's going to rip it off now. <laughs> I know because we just because we talked about it on our show. So exactly. Pretty much, yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about is the Dogtra. It's a brand new uh, ball launcher. So this is made for working dogs and training professional work dogs. The first ever of its kind. And it functions both. It drops and launches the ball. So it makes it really great for training these professional dogs. They would not work with my dogs because my dogs are scared of ball launchers, which is too bad. But I love them. And I would, I, I swear that the next time around, I'm going to get myself a dog that loves to chase balls. Yeah. It's, it's a mammoth machine. I was taking a look at it and it's, and it, they do, Dog Trot does a lot of things with working dogs, hunting dogs, things like that. So this is like a super duper high tech and a lot of different ranges and everything. Yeah. I really like the niche products that are made just for a small component of the, the pet population because they tend to do really well, even though it might not sell as many units as a traditional ball launcher. It's, it's made with, with a purpose in mind. And that's what I really like about it. So I, I'm going to take over next, I think, because you said that that was your last one there. So I'm going to give a shout out to Cruise, K-R-U-U-S-E.com. They are one of my favorite toy manufacturers. They do a lot of things. They, they're very smart. They use scientific research to create all of their toys. They, they've got a uh, activity mat that's a puzzle mat that Penny had when she was younger that she just loved and super high quality stuff. But their newest toy line is one that I, I think is really smart. It you know Dogs don't see a full range of color like humans do. And so they designed these co- toys to be high contrast colors that dogs could see. So often they're making toys out there uh, that are actually toys that the, the dog can't see that color. So what they're using is high contrast in these toys. They're super duper durable toys as well. Uh, really great for, for active chewers like our dog Uller and things like that. But a lot of rope toys, bungee toys, ball toys, uh, chew toys. But again, the color ranges are such that they're going to be easy for the dog to pick out of the, say, out of the grass or something like that that's not going to just blend in. So I like, I like those toys too. They're not high tech, but I like the fact that they use um, really good science to back up their uh, design stuff. Another thing that I like is totally for me. It's not really for my dogs at all. It's actually more for my cats is the Fur Zapper, which by the way, Fur Zapper won third place in the new product showcase, which good on them. It's a very simple product. It's it's a, made out of a silicone, almost tacky kind of material that you just throw into the washer and then throw into the dryer and it gets that hair 
off that even that embedded hair that seems to always stick in that you could never get out of uh, things like sweaters and stuff like that. And then you just rinse it off and then you use it again over and over again. In fact, they were telling us in the booth that they have they have yet to actually get one that was used to a point that they said, okay, it's not working anymore. And it's been through thousands of washes already. So I think that that is really cool. So that's furzapper.com. Really cool. Another design that I just loved was a crate by a company called Diggs. And it's a thing called Revolve. And it's really neat. So this crate actually folds up really nice and beautiful. And it's unlike the big old crates that, you know, that you can fold up and everything that are kind of a nightmare sometimes <laughs> to put together. And I always seem to uh, pinch my finger on this. Just you turn a knob and you pull it up and then you turn the knob and it locks in place. It's really beautiful design. It has a little uh, bed thing that you can slide in and out and easily clean. It's just very smart design. There's no sharp corners on it either. So it's a safer thing. It's uh, not, it's going to be a little bit more Lorien proof. Um, All the bruises that I've gotten on crates and things like that over the years. So I just thought it was a beautiful design. Uh, One of my favorite things at the show. Low tech, but great design. Well, it also had wheels too. I thought that was kind of cool where you could actually kind of wheel it away. And and like you said, it was on rails or something. So it slid up and down really easy. I thought it was pretty slick. I'm with you. It was super slick and and it was light light enough weight. I felt like it was, it felt durable, but yet it felt lightweight enough that I could carry it around. And and, uh, we have a big old crate for one of our dogs and it's kind of, it's kind of awkward to do anything with it. And so this was really cool i like that so that's it for me i know i took a lot of things but amy and i both took a lot of things tom is there anything left (laughs) i think the best entertainment i got out of this one was watching the guy demo it and i liked the product it's called the gizmo and their website is i m g i s m o s as in sam so i'm gizmo.com and this this thing's really cool. They have, they, he made it, he designed it in a modular way. But before I get there, he calls it a multifunction leash holder. And so what you can do with that is, first of all, the way he's designed it is it minimizes pulling and it makes it so that it slides up and down the handle. But they've also done a silicone grip so it feels comfortable on your hand when, when you're walking your dog. Okay, so that's just the starting point. So it's nice just there in general. But then they've got these things where you can click things onto it you can actually add attachments to it like a flashlight and the flashlight was cool because the flashlight you could have one for the front part so you can actually see where you're going and not step in anybody's poop who didn't go compost it and then the back part of it is uh it flashes so that as you're walking down the road people coming up from behind you like a car or something like that can see you more easily so the flashlight thing was really cool but they also have another thing that clicks on the treat container and a clicker so you can move it over into training mode so you take your pup off leash and they're doing their thing and they do if you do clicker training then they've done something correctly and so you can click um, or if they're right there and you want to give them a treat you've got their favorite treats handy and it's all part of that leash handle and then they also did the dual leash holders so that if you're walking two dogs, it, it'll spin. So as the dogs are walking around each other, because I know anybody who's ever tried to walk two dogs, even when you're using both hands with two leashes, they're still going to inevitably get tangled up. But anyway, that's that's basically what they do. But the guy... The guy was a showman, I mean, going through and showing, but wait, what happens if this happens? Well, that's where this comes in. And he's, you know, clicking the thing. And and Lauren's like, where's the umbrella attachment? And he's like, oh, it's coming. And I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah, that was that was a really, that's also one of my very favorite products. And I can't wait to get one here uh, to actually test all of it fully. Uh, and there was part of me that was like, I want it all at one time. But uh, it was a really, really cool product. I'm looking at my time here, and I, it looks like I need to pause in my favorite things, uh, but that's okay. I've got more. You want to stick around. So keep keep on, and we will be right back on Pet Lover Geek. We're talking about Super Zoo on Voice America. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, we are back. And just to remind you, those that are just tuning in, we've got Tom Arnold from Pet Hub and Amy Tokik from Pet Guide. We're talking right now about our favorite innovations, those, those non-tech technology-based things that were still really great design, really great innovation. And I have just a thing that I got to mention. It's another toy. And the interesting thing is it is a low-tech, almost no-tech product from a very high-tech company that's one of my favorites. iFetch is the company. But the toy is the iDig. And it's basically a big container pool or what have you where you have different layers that you can hide treats, other toys, and then it encourages the dog to dig. We actually got a demo there in the booth and it was brilliant. It actually also won first place in the new product showcase. Two versions of it, there's the iDig Stay, which is, has a hard shell on it and is meant to basically be something that stays in your home and doesn't move around a lot. And then there's the iDig Go, which is a pop-up flexible thing that you can take anywhere with you. It's all soft, uh, softer canvas fabric. Anyway, really cool. thought it was very ingenious design and clearly the retailers did too because they gave it first place in the new product showcase. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, so not to be confusing, but so Digs Crate and then I Dig for Dogs, two different products. But I don't know if you gave the domain name for Digs Crate. I'm sorry if you did, but it was D-I-G-G-S dot P-E-T. I want to make sure they got a shout out because I like their crate so much. Um, I don't know the I Dig for Dogs uh, one. That's com. Okay, so... A lot of great things, and a lot of the things I think we all kind of are drawn, because we're three geeks, we're all kind of drawn to a lot of the same things. So I'm going to assume then that you all also want to talk about the purple dog in the room. And I literally mean that, the purple dog, and the pink dog, and the glitter dog, and the flashing dog, and holy moly, Amy, I'd like for you to talk about because I know you did an entire post about it. Tell folks about the dogs that they are only likely to see on the floor at SuperZoo. SuperZoo is great for groomers. One part of SuperZoo that offers something truly unique is its grooming contests. And one of the categories it features is the creative grooming. And I remember when I first saw these dogs, and I blew my mind how creative people can be with dog grooming. They cut different designs. They dye the fur. And this is all, like, the dogs are not harmed in any way. This is all non-toxic vegan food dyes used in the coloring of the fur. But I was lucky enough this year to sit with somebody who whose daughter was in the competition. So she explained everything to me, and it was amazing. You want to see pictures, because it's going to be hard for me. I can describe them, but to see... The, the true creation of it all. My wrap-up of day two of SuperZoo features these photos, and they these dogs are amazing. The one that came in first place uh, was Jurassic Park theme, or as I like to call it, Jurassic Bark. Haha. Along the side of the dog is this velociraptor with claws hanging out, beautiful, huge prehistoric flowers and greenery dyed in pinks and purples and it's all glittered on this big poodle it's amazing to see and this is both sides of the poodle have dinosaurs almost carved into the fur i want to say but just gorgeous second place winner was this is africa and the dog had a whole bunch of different wild animals groomed into it the my favorite part of this was the elephant and the elephant was the dog's butt so the tail was the trunk, and every time this dog would start wagging its tail trunk, everybody in the audience would die with laughter. It was so I, funny. I'm looking at this picture right now. It it is astounding. Now, is this a poodle that they that they did the grooming? Pretty much all of the dogs used for this competition are poodles because of how much more pliable the fur is to 
to contour and to shave, as well as to dye. It holds the dye better. This is what the expert was telling me that I was lucky enough to sip side. But I love how there's like a lion in the bushes carved out on this dog. It also has like antelope horns, husks out of the dog's butt, which is awesomely hilarious. And the third place winner was, you know, the tail Peter and the wolf. So it's this, it's this brilliantly colored poodle with that's that has Peter in his front. The front half is shaped as Peter and the wolf is the back end. And the the groomers themselves like to dress up or they like to, they put themes behind them. It really is a great photographic opportunity. My favorite one um, didn't win. I love it. It was a little poodle and it was a disco poodle. And in his little, on the legs, inside the fur, they had little light-ups. Yeah, it was I, really cool. It had this big afro. It was adorable. I love this dog. I saw this dog on the floor. And I was like, I, like just from afar, you know? And when we were walking by, I'm like, oh, my God. Is that, are, is that dog's legs lighting up? I mean, it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. It was great. Um, these people are so creative. But it was amazing. And I always leave a couple hours. Um, this is on, they always hold it on the first day of the show at the, the very end of the first day. And I always leave myself a good two hours to go and take photos and just talk with people because it's just, they put so much work into these creations. I love to know their thought processes behind it. And, you know, it. These people are inspired by other people's creations, so I can't wait to see what's going to happen next year. So, uh, okay, so I just thought I'd lo- I, thanks for sharing that because a lot of people that that don't go to Super Zoo that maybe only go to Global or only go to some of those that are in this industry just don't have any idea of how special that part of Super Zoo is. All right, so I want to talk uh, one last question for both of you, and I'm going to let Amy go first. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I was I was slightly overwhelmed. I mean, the show itself is big, it's ginormous, it's it's emotional, it's great. Uh, but at the same time, I kind of left going, uh, I'm not seeing that next greatest thing. So, Amy, what do you really hope to see at the next show? What's the next big thing for you? I don't know if it's possible, but I'd like to see a wearable for pet parents. It's similar to maybe like a Fitbit that lets you not only track your fitness goals but your dogs as well even if it was had a little bit of a bigger screen like one that let you watch your dog while you're wearing it so you can basically stalk your dog whenever and wherever you want I don't know if that's if I'll ever see that in my lifetime but I think that would be really great a watch or a Fitbit type wearable for humans that let you spy on your dog no i you know i like that and i'm thinking about how much i like I, my own fitbit i wear one of the watch looking fitbits and i look at that thing all the time for me and it would be cool if i could tie in my dog's activity tracker into the same device and yes. be comparing for each other i i think that that's really good too and it'd be also great to know if like hey when he and i go out on the run in the morning how's his cardio doing what how what improvements is he having because i know i can track my cardio and how i'm improving on things week to week but i'd love to be able to see both of us together as we're working out together how it's working that's i love that idea in one device yeah that's how that's what i want to see at like I don't want to have an extra, like, you know, I, I want it to be the same product. I don't want it to be an add-on and then another add-on. I just want it to be all, you know, compatible in one device. Yeah. Love that whole all-in-one thing. That's what we're starting to finally see with some of the Internet of Things that's coming out. So, Tom, same question. What do you hope to see next? Actually, I'm going to tag on to what she just said and what you just said about a little more things integrating more. So, what I'd like to see is, and it's not as it's more of a general thing I'd like to see, and that's people working together instead of trying to reinvent the wheel all the time. So, for example, integrating with each other, reaching out and partnering with each other. Look at, you know, any of these guys who are doing the connected home. Pet Hub, for example, has a ton of ways for pet owners to share their data with them and vice versa. And so to just start talking to each other in this industry and figuring out how to make it easy for the pet owner to responsibly, safely share their data comfortably and then stop sharing it if they want to so that they feel good about it. So I guess more integration and peace on earth. 
<laughs> no, I, I I absolutely agree. And I mean, full disclosure, I work for Pet Hub, so I, I, I'm part of the discussions that we've had. But it is true, as a pet parent, there are so many cool things out there, but they don't talk to each other. And they don't work together. And too often, I know from working in the industry, you'll talk to people and they they want First of all, they think that they own our data, uh, and our data meaning mine, pets, and my personal data. They feel like they own it, and they don't want to share with other companies that are also out there getting data. But that's the thing. It's not your data. It's the pet parents' data. It's, and and, and I, I agree, exactly. Tom. We, we, we need in this industry to find ways to work together because we each have incredible ideas for ways that we can solve, so, solve problems out there or desires. Let's be honest. A lot of these things aren't really problems, but they're making life easier and more fun. And let's work together to use the same pool of creativity that's out there and help each other. It'll make us all grow so much faster. Definitely agree with that. And that's kind of what you were saying too, Amy, right? Exactly what I was saying. Yeah. So now for me, and again, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy, but if you have tech, if you have some fabulous new high tech product, Please, as a pet industry, new company, even if you're brand new, bring a working prototype to the show. I want to see it in action. Now, I know that a lot of the retailers that are coming in, they're going there so fast they don't have time to see it. And maybe watching a video for them is enough. But particularly when you're talking to press or whatever, I mean, I literally had a couple places say, well, this doesn't work, but let me show you the video. I'm thinking, guys, I could go back and download that on my computer and watch that in my hotel room. I want to touch it and feel it. And like you said, Amy... I want to see, is that going to be easy to knock over? And I actually have done that before when I've actually had prototypes. Not that I'm going to break your prototypes, but when I actually see a prototype in in a booth, I want to be able to touch it and see what it's going to feel like for me as the pet parent to use it. If you're the one holding it all the time and, and you know in control of it all the time, it doesn't help me when I'm trying to tell pet parents what the next best thing that they need to purchase is. It doesn't help me you know, assess that. And I also understand you're not going to be giving me a $400, $500 thing to necessarily test here. So at these shows, that's the time for me to test it. That's the time for me to see it in action. So if you want us to really gush about you rather than talk about like, oh, it could be cool, but we're not really sure, bring a working prototype to the show that particularly press can get to feel. And um, Tom, Amy, do you agree? 100%. I mean, the same thing, that was with the robot thing. I mean, we went there and I was like, oh, cool, there's the robot. And he's like, well, it's not working. It was just the shell of it. And, you know, he, he kind of pushed it around a little. And I was like, what is the point? <laughs> with videos, too. I mean, they spend so much time putting those, you know, it's, it's not the first take. It's take 10. That's the perfect shot. So I want to see how it works when the camera is not on. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So that's the first thing that I want to see next year, because I think that the innovation is out there. And I think that some of those things, had they had a working prototype to show me and I could actually play with, I might have left the show with like, oh, my God, I love this thing, rather than I love the idea of this thing. So, yeah. All right. Now, second, this is totally non-tech, but boy, is it a problem in my life. And I can't believe that I'm the only dog mom that has this problem. And I actually talked to several manufacturers at the show of doggy diapers and here's the thing please somebody create a dog diaper that will actually stay on my dog she's a boston terrier she was born without a tail some bostons yeah some bostons have little tails a lot of them don't have much of a tail at all or nothing that's even you know worth putting on she's got a little bit of a sloped butt and she's got a teeny tiny waist not a single diaper that we have tried on and we have purchased i don't even know a dozen different types of diapers, not a single one of them will stay on unless we jerry rig the heck out of it. And I'm not joking. We have a bungee cord attached to her harness that is currently holding on her diaper. Doggy suspenders. Well, and it's kind of embarrassing for her. I mean, maybe she doesn't care, but I, it's, you know, people laugh, literally point out it this, when we're walking in town, point at it and laugh about it. And, <laughs> and, you know, and yeah, we also have found that we can use things like the Sergi Snuggly, which are the full body suits to actually hold the diaper on. And that's great, but it kind of sucks in the summertime when it's, you know, 80 degrees 100 outside. 100 degrees. 100 degrees yeah. outside. Yeah. So please, somebody go out and create a diaper that will actually stay 
on my dog. Oh my gosh. Okay. I still want those drones though. I want some drones oh, flying right. around and shooting treats. Pew pew. Pew pew. That, that actually so somebody somebody out there listening to this right now, that's what Tom Arnold wants to see next year at Super Zoo or, or Global. <laughs> Get on that. You guys got a couple months for Global. All right, well that is actually all the time we have for today. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Tom, really thank you also for being my cameraman. And uh this really fun. Tom did a great job as my cameraman just because uh you're not only uh on the show today and helping us out that way, but you're also the sponsor of this show. So why don't you give a shout out to your company, PetHub. Oh, thank you. PetHub.com, if you want to find out more information or if you're in one of the 180 communities that uses us as their pet license or rabies tag, then you probably already know about us. Thanks, Lorian. And if you're in a community that wants to uh, learn more about pet licensing or rabies tag distribution through PetHub, you should give us a shout too. Uh, that's solutions at PetHub.com. And Amy, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for making time to us today. And tell everyone how they can find Pet Guide on the web. PetGuide.com. You can also follow us on the social medias. We are on Instagram at PetGuide, uh, Twitter at PetGuideTweets, and on Facebook, uh, Pet Guide page. Fantastic. And Amy is like the source for all things weird, wacky, wild, and geeky, uh, other than, of course, Pet Lover Geek. Great to have you <laughs> on the show, Amy. And as for me, just like I said, make sure you uh, check out Pet Lover Geek on Facebook. We have not only have a lot of fun videos that we took on the show floor, we're also doing a lot of reviews here in the upcoming weeks as we get uh, samples in from places to try out. So check those out. You'll see a lot of the products that we talked about here today in action. Make sure you also check out PetLoverGeek.com. And of course, if you're listening to us right now, you're probably on voiceamerica.com already. So head over to our page and you can see all of our previous shows there, including past shows with Amy and Tom, where we talked about the newest tech that was happening at other shows that we visited. That's all you need to do is just, or if you're not on uh, Voice America and you downloaded this from another source, you can always go to voiceamerica.com, search for Pet Lover Geek, and you'll see dozens and dozens of shows from our past. And until next time, you've been listening to Pet Lover Geek, sponsored by Pet Hub on Voice America. Thank you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your host, Lorian Clemens, for another edition on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend.